Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And on today's show, we have to talk about the return of Titans star wide receiver A.J. Brown to Tennessee Titans practice. Then, I'm going to pull out the blowtorch for two segments of Roland's rant as I take on the discussion around Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill and then talk about the Titans coaching staff and the job of general manager John Robinson. So all of that on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans. Your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and although Sunday's game and Monday's episode weren't exactly the most uplifting, I have a feeling that the discussion on today's show and the topics that I will hit will lift your spirits even just a little bit. And I know our first topic is going to lift your spirits quite a bit, and that is about the return of A.J. Brown. Before we get into that, though, do want to thank you guys, as I always do, for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day, if this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, you got to subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. Also, if you want to check out the podcast on video, go to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel, subscribe over there, smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. The YouTube audience does get the podcast a little bit early. Also, check me out on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, where I do all my film breakdowns, post all my film clips, and check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But I want to dive into the big news from Monday, and it is AJ Brown being activated off injured reserve. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that he's on the 53 man roster. He has now entered somewhat of a halfway house. For injured reserve, a 21-day practice window where AJ could be activated to the 53-man roster, but he doesn't have to be. He can just practice with the team, get himself up to speed. Now, this has been uh, what we talk about going forward. Yeah, that is the what. But now you got to talk about how things proceed, the how this is going to work. And just because AJ Brown was taken off IR and put into his 53-man or his 21-day practice window. Doesn't mean that he's going to play on Thursday. And if we're honest, this is where, you know, it's a big take day, a big Tyler's Takes day. A lot of Roland's rants coming to you guys because I'm going to say this. And I may, in fact, be trying to impart a little bit of a reverse jinx on the Titans to see if I can, you know, drive them to a victory. But as I said with my controversial take for the Rams game, Hopefully the same thing plays out here, but I'm willing to have that happen. I don't think the Titans should play AJ Brown. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they should. He hasn't practiced in a month, and yes, he's been in the building. He's been doing rehab. He's been attacking it, trying to get right and get better. It's a short week. The Titans play on Thursday night football. AJ Brown's not going to be able to have a full week of practice to get even close to football shape. 
He's been out over a month, or at least a month. If I were the Titans, I wouldn't play A.J. Brown in this game. If anybody's on the fence on a short week, I'd rest him. Now, if guys aren't injured, I'm not saying sit like everybody took my tweet back for the Rams game. Totally wrong of what I meant. I'm saying if there's anybody who's dealing with an injury, they're banged up, they're on the fence about playing, don't push those guys to play on Thursday night football. Here's the reality. The Titans aren't getting the number one seed. That's over. They blew it against Pittsburgh. That's over. That's done. We can quit worrying about that. We got to worry about stopping Indianapolis from taking the division away. Mike Rabel is 7-0 in his career with extra preparation time, whether that be coming off a bye or after a Thursday night football game. So with that in mind, in-season extra preparation, of course, not counting week ones. Considering that, that Mike Vrabel's had such success after an, an extended preparation time in the season, he's undefeated. That would lead me to believe that the Titans can beat the Dolphins. And personally, despite the Dolphins being on the winning streak that they are, I think that San Francisco, who's also on a really nice winning streak, I think San Francisco is a better team than Miami. So, make sure everyone's healthy. Don't push anybody to play on a short week, including A.J. Brown. Let him totally heal up, get a full week of practice, get 10 days of rest and preparation before the Titans take on Miami at home and then take on Houston. You win both of those games. You leave no doubt about the division. You probably get the third seed in the AFC. You get your home playoff game on wildcard weekend, and then you rock from there with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry back in the lineup. That is exactly what I would do if I were the Titans. Now, I understand the flip side of that. Hey, every game is important. You think the Titans could win this game if they have A.J. Brown back? I understand that. I do not, though. I do not think the Titans are winning this game. And with that in mind as the basis for my thoughts, I'm saying you don't bring A.J. Brown back to play on a short week when Mike Vrabel has shown such success following extra rest. You save A.J. Brown, keep anybody back who's on the fence, and then you go full force, full out for my... Hell, if Derrick Henry is healthy, you bring him back for the final two games of the season. And I've been against that idea this whole time. But the time is now. That loss against the Steelers, it is panic time. For the Titans, it is time to panic. You need to do everything. You, the Titans could not be in the playoffs with the way that they're playing. So take this L and then go full out, all chips on the table, all in for the last two games of the year. Bring back Henry, bring back AJ, and go full out and try to just get into the playoffs one way or another. That's where the Titans are at right now. Also, not great news, but still news nonetheless. Titans cornerback Elijah Molden has been placed on the COVID list. He is certainly out for the game on Thursday night. There's no way the turnaround time that he'll be able to play in that game. That leaves the Titans in a tough spot schematically as he has been their consistent early down cornerback in the slot. He can blitz off the slot. He's physical in the run game. The Titans don't have a cornerback on the roster who can replicate what Elijah Molden gives them on early down. So that'll be something to watch, and I'll talk more about the schematics behind his replacement going forward throughout this week. But we are going to move forward into some Rollins rants. I got a lot to say about Ryan Tannehill, about the Titans coaching staff and general manager. Seen a lot of really ignorant stuff 
in my YouTube comments, on Twitter, and I just need to use some stats and some common sense to remind you guys of what the Titans have going here. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your whole family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all the money that you'll save and all the knowledge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Also, want to tell you guys about On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats, choose from elite experiences, featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Just talked about the return to practice for A.J. Brown, Elijah Molden going on the COVID list. But now, as I promised at the beginning of the episode, we got a lot of ranting to do. And uh, I'm going to start with Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Before I get get on my soapbox and get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But Ryan Tannehill is not the problem. Let me say that again. Ryan Tannehill is not the problem. Let me go through a few things here. Okay? One, I'm going to say this up front. Ryan Tannehill is not an elite quarterback. He's borderline top 10. He's low-end second tier. Heck, I'd even give him a top third tier if some of you guys want to be extra critical. But in my mind, he's mid to low second tier. He's anywhere from 9 to 15, somewhere in there, if you wanted to rank your quarterbacks. But this is a point I've been making for a long time. If you don't have one of the elite quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson when healthy, Deshaun Watson when not in legal trouble, If you don't have one of those guys, then everybody else from 7 to 22 is dependent on their cast. We know that Ryan Tannehill is not one of those elite guys. So I'm not going to judge him as if he is because we know better. We know better. The question remains, can you win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill? And my answer remains yes. The Titans can, but they can't do it with what they have out there right now. 
They can't. And no, Ryan Tannehill hasn't helped himself. He hasn't been incredibly accurate at all times this year. But I did see him drop a bomb right in the bucket for Nick Westbrook-Akina in that game, and Nick Westbrook-Akina dropped it. Probably because he is a practice squad level NFL player. You got the worst, or at least bottom three, pass blocking offensive line that's given up 41 sacks. The fifth most sacks. So Tannehill's getting bludgeoned all the time. Todd Downing has gone away from play action bootleg in the outside zone run. Now, I'm not exactly mad at Todd Downing for the evolution of the offense. He's trying to make the offense do different stuff because we know that they can do that. And that stuff has got shut down in the playoffs. So you have to have other moves and other counters and other plays and different run types and varied run scheme. And you got to have different things you can go to in the play action pass game other than just bootleg and outside zone. So I get it to a point, but. Todd Downing's going away from it a little bit more than I would like to see, and it fits Ryan Tannehill's skill set so perfectly. Other thing I want to mention here, Ryan Tannehill is the 11th highest paid quarterback in terms of average annual value. Ryan Tannehill is the 13th highest paid quarterback in the NFL in terms of total dollars. He's paid exactly where his talent level is. He's not overpaid. This is what you get. That is what you get for a $30 million quarterback. Not a 40, not a 45. This is exactly what we get. Tannehill is a value. For the money, he should be... No, for the money, he should do exactly what he's doing right now. When you give him a practice squad level, supporting cast, he is going to give you bottom-of-the-league quarterback play. When you give him an elite supporting cast, he's going to give you just outside of elite quarterback play. Tannehill has done all that he possibly can, and at this point, with the practice squad weapons, with the inconsistency from the play calling and the offensive coordinator, Tannehill is not the problem. The Titans can win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill, but they can't do it with Nick Westbrook-Akina and Des Fitzpatrick and Cody Hollister and Jeff Swain and Michael Pruitt and Dontrell Hilliard and Dante Foreman. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? So let's add some numbers because I could rant and get emotional and angry all day long. But you guys know me. I bring the stats. I bring the facts. So want to give a shout out first and foremost to to F-Words Pod. Man, I got to be honest. I don't know the dude's name exactly, but football and other F-Words, F-Words Pod on Twitter. um, Had some good interactions, good podcasts there as well. But people want to blame Ryan Tannehill for his pocket movement, for the sacks, blah, blah, blah. Well, per pro football focus, you look at quarterbacks who have caused their own pressures. Basically, they are charged with the pressure allowed. Mahomes, number one in the league, 38 pressures allowed by himself. Trevor Lawrence, 33. Dak and Lamar tied at third for 25. Tannehill is 34th in the NFL with only five. Only five of the pressures that Tannehill has gotten this year have been his fault. 3.4%. Of the pressure that Tannehill has received this year has been because of him holding on to the ball or running into the wrong spot. Among quarterbacks with a minimum of 300 dropbacks, Ryan Tannehill has a 2.5 seconds or less time in the pocket on 52% of his dropbacks. That's seventh quickest in the NFL. He's getting rid of the ball as fast as just about any quarterback in the NFL. Only 47% of his dropbacks has he had more than two and a half seconds. 
That's the seventh fewest amount of times. He has no time. None. And even when he doesn't have time, he's getting the ball out. His average time to throw right now is 2.53 seconds. That's fourth fastest in the league. He's getting rid of the ball. Ben Roethlisberger has the fastest time to throw in the NFL at 2.28. But he's had his full complement of weapons all year. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris. He hasn't lost those guys. He's got people that win and get open. So I'm just going to read this right here. It's the final tweet of the thread. Quote, in conclusion, Tannehill is experiencing a collapsed pocket on a high amount of dropbacks and is holding on to the ball to either protect it or try to make a play to mediocre talent. Throwing it away could be a solution as he's only thrown it away twice in those 2.5s or less. He could throw it away more, but this isn't on Ryan Tannehill. Let's do another one here. Shout out to uh, Mike Herndon, Mike Miracles. Points per game based on who the Titans have available in the game. When the Titans have Julio, AJ, and Henry, 26.8 points per game. That'd be top 10 in the NFL. With AJ and Henry, 35.5 points per game, just with the two studs. With just Julio and Henry, 25 points a game. With just AJ and Julio, 28 points a game. With just Derrick Henry, 24 points a game. But with just AJ, 18. With just Julio, 16 and a half. With none of them, 13. I mean, what else do you need to see and know? How much information do I have to give you? I give you my opinion. I give you the stats. This is not Ryan Tannehill's fault. He's not an elite quarterback. He's never going to be, and he never was. But he can be the quarterback to an elite offense when the Titans have legitimate NFL players around him. Blaming Ryan Tannehill for what happened for what has happened here, is asinine. Yes, he hasn't done a lot to help them get out of it, but look at the position he is in. Everybody talked about Tom Brady. He lost Mike Evans. He lost Chris Godwin. He lost Leonard Fournette. And what happened to Tom Brady? He didn't score a point. And Tom Brady is better than Ryan Tannehill. So what do you think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to do when put in a worse situation? Because Tom Brady still at least has a good offensive line. nonsense that I'm seeing about Tannehill. No, he's not elite. No, he's never going to be. But he's not overpaid. And he has been put in the worst position you could possibly be put in in the NFL this year. You want me just to beat you over the head with another stat? EPA is expected points added. Basically, it's an analytic where they assign a point value to every single play. Hey, on this play, you should get this much EPA. This is the expected points added on this play. It's second and three in the red zone. It's first and 10 on the opposite 20. Every single every single play circumstance is accounted for based on historical data. Well, there was a, a and I retweeted this from P, uh, at PFF underscore Moo. It's a graph showing how many points a quarterback has lost this year based on drops or fumbles. So, they take the difference. The difference of what their EPA is and what their EPA would be without the fumbles after catching a pass and without drops. Ryan Tannehill has the biggest gap of any quarterback in the league at .15. Ryan Tannehill is getting screwed 
by the people around him. The fumbles after good passes. The drops. And all of that ties back to the talent around him. Blaming Ryan Tannehill for this. Thinking about trading Ryan Tannehill. Thinking about people are, we need to cut him. He's a backup QB. You guys are nuts. Ignorance. And I can't take it anymore. It was bad enough to see that loss, but then to have ignorant people in the comments talking about Tannehill's the problem, talking about John Robinson's the problem. You guys are insane. And we're going to get into that next. I'm going to talk about John Robinson and the coaching staff and why it's so ridiculous for people to be calling for people's heads right now. The Titans are 9-5 and five with the most injuries in NFL history, and you guys want people fired. What? Insanity. We're going to get into that. I'm going to take a breath. And before we do get into it, I'm going to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered for all of your props, odds, and lines needed for this football season as they march to the playoffs. BetOnline's the number one spot to bet all your sports action this holiday season. You can head to their website right now, sign up today, use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's not just football, though. They have college and pro basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available right now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast with another Rollins rant. I'm hot, baby. I got the blowtorch out. The temperature's up. I'm ready to go. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They've really been on a roll this season with their bets. Uh, in the plus units, and I just told you where to bet, so now I'm telling you where to get some good gambling information so you can be informed when you place those wagers. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast presented by betonline.ag, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. So, whew, it's time. The Ryan Tannehill hate and criticism makes me upset. But he's made some mistakes this year, so I can at least understand some criticism. The overtop stuff saying he's a backup, saying they should cut him, blah, blah, nonsense. Complete ignorant fandom, which fan is short for fanatics. So it makes sense that people react this way after a loss. But what I can't take is John Robinson hate. Nah. Nah, not a chance. I had somebody hate on John Robinson earlier in my comments, and they said, oh, I've been a Titans fan since 2017, so uh, I don't really remember before. Sounds like none of you guys do. Do you remember going 3-13? and 13? Do you remember going 2-14? and 14? Do you remember being in perpetual irrelevance? I do. I sure as heck remember. Rustin Webster, Jake Locker, Charlie Whitehurst. I remember. Bishop Sankey. I remember Parrish Cox. Give me a break, y'all. Give me a break. The Titans lose a game. Yeah, it was ugly. 
But you want to fire John Robinson? The guy, the only general manager in team history to have six straight winning seasons. He literally hasn't had a losing season since he arrived after the team went 3-13 and and 2-14. and I want to win a Super Bowl as bad as anyone. I do. But only one team wins every year, and it's incredibly hard to get everything right to win in the NFL. So what I'm not going to do is, I'm not going to hate on a general manager for consistently building a winner, for getting back-to-back division championships, for getting to the Titans to the playoffs four out of six years, for getting to an AFC championship game and losing on the road against the most talented quarterback in the history of the league. The Titans have beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Patriots. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Ravens. I mean, the Titans have stood toe-to-toe with some of the best teams and most talented teams in the NFL and won. You know why? Because the Titans are one of the best teams and one of the most talented teams in the NFL every single year. Why? Because John Robinson built the roster. Okay, yeah. He's taken some swings and some big misses. Vic Beasley, Clowney, Julia. Isaiah Wilson in the first round. I get it. There are misses. Raidens looks like a miss. I get it. He's not perfect. But again, back to Tannehill. He's not elite, but he is getting the job done when you give him a good opportunity. John Robinson is one of the top eight, top ten at minimum, general managers in the NFL. Look at what the Titans have on the field right now. You want to hate on John Robinson and his draft picks or his free agent signings? Let's go through the freaking list. Kevin Byard. Derrick Henry, those are important players, huh? Jayon Brown, fifth-round pick. Dane Crookshank, sixth-round pick. Ben Jones in free agency. Roger Saffold in free agency. Danico Autry in free agency. Jeffrey Simmons, oh, everybody hated on that pick. Guess what? Best freaking interior defensive lineman in the freaking league. Harold Landry, David Long in the sixth. Danico Autry signed, like I said. Tyre Tart, undrafted free agent. And yeah, these guys have left, but they turned into great compensatory picks, and they helped the Titans make those playoff runs. Jack Conklin, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, Dennis Kelly. The Titans traded DGB for Dennis Kelly. He traded for Ryan Tannehill. He made the Dolphins pay for Ryan Tannehill. And then he led the Titans to the AFC Championship game. The Dolphins paid for that. Christian Fulton. Everybody wants to suck at the teat of Christian Fulton. Well, who drafted him in the second round? A.J. Brown, who drafted him in the second round? Elijah Moulton's been a dog all year. Monty Rice played good. Rashad Weaver looked good in the preseason. Monty Rice looked good. These guys got hurt. They didn't look bad. Nate Davis. I, 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 I mean, my God, guys. Every single key player, every single big X factor for the Titans came from John Robinson. Well, you want to go back to being 2-14, and 3-13 and 13 again and get rid of John Robinson? This is as close as this team has ever been to looking like a Super Bowl team when they're healthy. When the Titans played their best this season, they were a Super Bowl team. You have to assemble a talented roster to be able to do that. The Titans have blue chip players littered throughout the roster because of John Robinson and his drafting. So yeah, he's not perfect. Yeah, he hasn't gotten every single pick, every single free agent right. No, he has not. He has not. But no one does in the NFL. No one does. 
Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time. People give him credit for all those Patriots teams. The guy can't draft a wide receiver to save his freaking life. He gave Jonu Smith $12.5 million. Everyone has faults. But the Titans are one of the most consistent, competitive teams in the NFL and have been since he arrived. He has turned this team into a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they may not win. Yeah, they may not get there. But they're in the conversation every single year. To, to talk about Mike Rabel, to talk about John Robinson's job security, you are the worst Tennessee Titans fans if you're people who do that. I don't care if you're listening. I don't care if it makes people mad and wants to turn off. I don't care. You're an idiot. John Robinson and Mike Rabel are the best thing to happen this team since the early 2000s. John Robinson saved us all. John Robinson saved this team. They got new jerseys. They hosted a draft. They went to an AFC championship game. They make the playoffs pretty much every single year. They've won the division back-to-back years, or hopefully they will. I believe they will. All of that, and you want John Robinson fired because they got practice squad guys playing who turn over the ball against the Steelers on the road? On a season where they're 9-5 and five with the most injuries in the history of the NFL? Grow up. I'm not saying you shouldn't want to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying be complacent and just be happy with what happens. But at some point, calling for the general manager's job, are you out of your ever-loving mind? Anyways, I'm sweating. My hair is messed up. I'm mad. I'm mad. I was mad about the game, but then seeing all of the ignorance afterwards made me even that much more mad. I talked about the points per game scored in the last segment when the Titans have their weapons. Well, guess who's coming back soon? A.J. Brown. And guess who's coming back soon? Derrick Henry. I know that it's hard to see right now, but if the Titans get those two guys back, they can still win the Super Bowl. With the defense playing the way that it is, the Titans have given up 43 rushing yards in two games. They're sacking the quarterback. They're flying all over the place. This Titans team can still do exactly what we want it to do, but they need their players. They need their best players. And blaming that on John Robinson, or blaming that on Mike Vrabel, or blaming that on Ryan Tannehill, and giving them the majority of the blame and calling for heads? You guys are nuts, okay? Absolutely insane. And that's all I have to say about that. So that concludes a big-time Rollins rant. I know I was hot today, guys, and I don't care. It's it's time for it. It's time. But I'm literally hot. Like I said, I'm sweating. It's time for me to go. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow for a crossover Wednesday with Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock from the Locked On 49ers podcast. They have a great show. They're one of the the top Locked On sports podcasts in the podcast rankings. So it'll be an excellent show to get information from those guys and, and get ready for this game on Thursday night. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always... I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.